He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. You may be seated. So since that's true, that he is risen indeed, wouldn't you think that Satan would realize that he's been thoroughly whooped, there's no chance to, to turn things around? Wouldn't you think he would just give up and slink away to lick his wounds? If only. Doesn't happen. He is beaten, but if he knows it, he doesn't show it. In fact, he seems to be working harder and harder all the time. If you have any doubt about that, just take a look around. I'm sure you would agree with me that our world is pretty screwed up. A quick review of, of any of the, the news broadcasts on any day will prove that. The, the latest example is the uproar over Indiana's freedom, a religious freedom restoration act. But next week there will be another glaring example and, and a different one the week after that. Yes, our world is pretty screwed up. That's our world. But how is it with your world? Would you agree that it is also pretty screwed up? I'm not talking about the world around you now, but the world within you. Oh, I know that's a different perspective and that's, that's pretty personal. But that's the way the Bible operates. So it's pretty important that we do the same. Besides, the truth is, what's wrong with the world around us is the same thing as what's wrong with the world within us. And it's been that way ever since sin became part of the human experience. I'm talking about the way we always manage to get things completely turned around. For example, and this is where we're starting with the, uh, the sermon outline that's on page 7 in your service folder. For example, there's a big difference between the material and the spiritual. Which one would you say is most important? Oh, I know what you'd say today. <laughs> After all, it's Easter and we're in church, but how about tomorrow? What would you say tomorrow? Be honest now. If not with me, then at least with yourself. So often we confuse the order of their importance. Today of all days, let's pay attention to the words of St. Paul that, that Pastor Kaiser read at the very beginning of the service that said the resurrection of Jesus is of first importance. Of first importance. And while Christ's resurrection is in every sense of the word a physical one, 
it also has tremendous spiritual significance. There's nothing more important for the Christian than to know that Jesus was truly dead, but he's not dead anymore. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now, if it makes you feel any better, we're not the only ones to get things turned around. In uh, our first lesson for today, St. Paul is talking with people who are struggling with the same issues. And he reminds them, and us too, to be aware of what it is that occupies our thoughts most of the time. Because what we think about is also what we seek after. Let's recall his words. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds where? On things that are above. Not on things that are on earth as as, and then he goes on, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Paul is saying we have a choice to be clothed with Christ or to be naked. Now, I'm not sure how often we think of it that way. But we should. That's the choice. Our only choice. Either we live in him or we die. Either we're clothed with him or we're naked. Remember the the old fable about the emperor's new clothes? That's the one where, where con artists make fake clothing and they convince the emperor and his court that only those who are truly wise and noble can actually see those clothes. Well, let's watch a little of that story, Muppets style. Excuse me, everybody? Uh, Pardon me, over here, please. Now, in just a moment, the emperor is going to parade by in his new clothes. Now, now, listen, I should tell you all that these clothes cannot be seen by the dull and uncultured, right? Oh, 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 yes. Yes, I had no trouble seeing them. Mm. They were grand, mm-hmm. splendiferous, yes. magnificent, yes. glorious. Oh, looky, looky. Oh, 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 the emperor is parading around in his boxers. Those new clothes aren't real. You know, that's exactly the way it is with what Satan, who is the greatest con artist of all time, what he offers us, what he claims is important, of first importance even. Not spiritual things, not the resurrection of Jesus. Not setting our minds on things above, but focusing on earthly things, 
wanting and, and thinking that, that we need wealth and power and prestige and luxury and pleasure. What we really need is for someone to do what this lad does. But gosh, the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. He told the truth. And that's what God does for us. He tells us the truth. And here's the truth that God tells us. Material things aren't really real. Oh, we want them to be, don't we? We wish they were. We try to make them real. That's because we don't set our sights high enough. We don't set our minds on things that are above, but on earthly things. Well, actually, we try to do both, but we can't. It won't work. I know. I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. You have too, haven't you? And it doesn't work. It can't be done. But oh, how we wish it could. When we're dressed in the fake clothing of this world, so many people ooh and ah. And we think, this is what's real. This is what life is all about. We think we look marvelous when we're dressed like that. And everybody else does too. And all the while, we're actually naked. Those clothes aren't real. What the world offers as being important, of first importance even, is worthless. Doesn't count for anything. Wealth is nothing. Power is nothing. Prestige is nothing. That's the truth. Now when we hear the truth, we can do one of two things with it. We can accept it, or we can reject it. Don't be embarrassed if if at least part of you wants to reject that truth. Don't be surprised either. But maybe we can learn something from the emperor. But gosh, the emperor isn't wearing any clothes. (laughs) What do you mean, Robin? Well, Your Majesty, I guess you just forgot to get dressed. Oh, no, no, pay no attention to him. He's obviously just a dull and, and uncultured youth who cannot see the fine cloths, you know? Yeah. But, 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 no, but, but wait, but Robin is, is one of the brightest lads in the kingdom, right? Thank you, well, yes, sir. That's true. That's true. And, and that means if Robin can't see my new clothes, then that means I, I must be... Naked! Cover me! Cover me! As hard as it was, as humbling as it was, he finally figured it out and admitted it. 
God helps us to do the same thing. Sometimes it takes a bit to figure out the truth of a situation. But once we do, there's really only one thing left for us to do. And that is to accept it. To confront the brutal facts. Now Easter makes that possible for us. Because Easter is all about believing the unbelievable. And acknowledging a reality that others just don't see. And it's vital that we do that. Because here's another reality. As maybe you've heard somewhere along the line, clothes make the man or the woman. Now you can argue whether or not that's true in a material sense. But it is absolutely the case spiritually. And remember, spiritual things are what's really real. Eternally real. That's why we want to be clothed with Christ. Because he was willing to wear the clothing of our sin. Talk about clothes making a man. Those clothes killed that man. On the cross, he was covered from head to foot with the guilt of our sin. And that was the ugliest outfit God had ever seen. So ugly that he turned away in disgust and loathing from his own son, whom he loved dearly, who had not done anything to make himself worthy of such a horrible death. Jesus had taken off the divine garments that were his in heaven. He exchanged them for for diapers in a stable, for a, a, a dusty robe as he walked and talked up and down the roads of Palestine, for a mock kingly robe and a crown of thorns as he stood before Pilate, and for the grave clothes in which his body was wrapped when they took him off the cross. But here's the thing. Those grave clothes didn't fit him. It was a little like Arnold Schwarzenegger or or Sean T. trying to fit into one of my shirts. Something had to give. And at Easter it did. Jesus exploded out of those grave clothes and is now dressed in the resurrection robe that will last forever. That robe fits him perfectly. But guess what? Miraculously, it's also big enough for all of us. How about that? It's the original one-size-fits-all garment. Wrapped in that robe, our life, our real life, begins. These clothes are real. They are what's really real. What alone counts. Because of Christ, we are no longer naked. Even as our sin covered up Jesus' righteousness while he was on the cross, so now his righteousness covers up our sin because of the cross and because of the empty grave. That means we are now saints in the sight of God. Well, there's a couple words for you. Righteousness 
saints. Those are church words, not everyday words. My question is, why aren't they? Well, I don't care if we use them every day. But let's recognize that every day they describe us. And the emphasis is on every day. We don't drag out our Easter apparel just once a year or even once a week on Sunday morning. Jesus isn't some kind of spiritual raincoat that we put on when the weather is nasty and and put away again when the sun comes out. Every day we are clothed with Christ. Every day we are righteous, seen by God as being right with him which means that we also seek to do the right thing and and to be the right kind of person. Every day we are seen by God as saints, people who are made holy by the blood of Christ and who seek to live up to our name, to, to live out our calling. That's why St. Paul urges us who are clothed with Christ to also clothe ourselves with Christ-like traits. Maybe you remember them from our first reading. Here they are. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Because Jesus looked upon us with compassion and kindness showing to us a a humble and gentle patience, we are able to take off the fake clothes offered by the world and to put on the clothing given to us by Jesus. Now that's a new look for us. And it can take a little getting used to. Being compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, patient might feel strange and uncomfortable at first, but not for long. Give it a try. See how it fits. See how others respond to your new clothing. You know they'll like it. I know you will too. And we all know that Jesus will. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as you set your minds on things above where Christ is.